some seasons, as we're preparing for uh, Jesus, our Savior, to come this holiday season, uh, we're preparing our hearts for, for the gathering. I know many of us will be gathered around trees and we'll do presents, but the hope is that those of us that know the Lord know the heart of Christmas and we want to prepare our hearts for, for Jesus' birth, right? And we want to celebrate, Lord, we're so thankful that you're here. And, and I love that because of the body of Christ, we all see little baby Jesus in so many different ways. And uh, you know, this great healer, this great conqueror, this great savior, this great deliverer, this great restorer. I mean, this little baby, his coming changed everything for so many people. And I'm so grateful for that. He changed everything. He literally changed time. But I realize that this Christmas season, it's hard and it's different for everyone that's celebrating. Many of you, it's just fantastic. And for me, really, it, it, this holiday season is just fantastic in so many ways. But I realize that it's also very, very difficult for some people. And uh, Many of us uh, are struggling with the loss of a loved one, a loss of a job, a loss of finances. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're single, we're, we're alone, we're separated. We're, uh, and, and there's many different emotions that can surround us during the Christmas season. And so sometimes we just kind of get inside ourselves and start asking questions, right? And so you may be in a season of just wonderful celebration, but I recognize that there are a lot of people who aren't. And uh, the, 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 as I meet with people and as I talk, I realize one one big question that some of us are in, we're in seasons and we don't, some seasons don't happen the way that we thought they would. Anyone else identify with that? Uh, this season that I'm in just isn't the way I thought it would be. I don't know how I got here and I don't know what went wrong, but this isn't what I thought it would look like. And, uh, and I think that that's super troubling, but it's also, I want you to understand that that's not different than everyone in the scripture. I mean, I could go through story after story after story from Joseph. Had this great dream, you know, God was going to do great things inside of him. He told his brothers and he ended up in a pit and he got rescued from that pit only to find out that now he's now a slave, only to, from, from slavery to prison. And oh God, don't give me any more dreams. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, it's like sometimes, like, how did I get here? What went wrong? And I don't think anything went wrong, but this, all things work together. And so I want you to know that today where you, you are is not an accident. I'm thinking about this and I, I, it leads me to the story of, of Joseph in, in, in the birth of Christ. And so I want to tell you a story today from his perspective. And so if you would, Matthew uh, chapter two, or chapter one, I'm sorry, verses 18 through 23. I'm going to put it on the, on the screens here. But uh, now this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before, Mary, uh, before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph her fiancé was a good man, and he didn't want to disgrace her publicly. So we decided to break the engagement quietly. And as he considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And uh, she will have a son, and you will to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. 
All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. I think of the end game, the end scenario. There's been multiple seasons of my life that I felt like was dark and I felt like was super confusing and I was riddled with so many more questions than I had answers. And you may be in that situation. And what's crazy is when you get through that season, you can look back and have a lot more understanding about what God took you through and why you got there. Because the scripture says all of this took place to fulfill this. Whether you realize it or not, God is trying to fulfill something in your life right now. He's trying to walk you through a process to get you to an outcome. And it's hard to keep your eyes on the outcome when you're going through the process. The process is not always fun. And when I think about what happens with Joseph, it's so crazy because Joseph, I, I don't know if you're familiar with all of the scripture, but it's believed by many theologians that Joseph was much older than Mary. Uh, many people would put him in the later uh, to mid-20s, and Mary would have been in the mid-teens to older teens. And uh, while that's probably weird in our culture and imprisonment, Joseph was actually considered a pretty righteous guy. And uh, when I think about that with Joseph being righteous, the scripture says that he was upright, that he was righteous in all of his ways, which was why he was kind of chosen for this task. And I think about this and the predicament that he found himself in definitely probably made him feel like he was cornered and kind of duped. He found this girl who'd been waiting 20 some odd years for his, I, when I found my wife, Teresa, I had been waiting 27 years, Lord, you know, I don't know how old Joseph was, but it's like, God, do I have to wait another year? How much longer, oh God, do I got to wait? And some of you, you know, the people of Israel, 40 years around the desert, I don't know where you're at, but God doesn't have a problem with us waiting. He knows what he's about to do in your life, and he loves what he's about to do. He thinks that it's perfect. We don't always like God's ways, I understand. But the outcome we love is they're perfect for us. So Joseph was waiting for this woman and he finally meets her, he's engaged, and he loves her. And out of nowhere, they have this awkward conversation. And I don't know if you can imagine, but Mary kind of has to feel like eventually she's got to break the news to him. Joseph, I, I think, <laughs> I remember the first time my wife told me, I think I'm pregnant. And yet, you know, you may want to sit down for this. Wait a second. Can you imagine, Joseph, the, the questions going through his head? Like, wait a second. So one plus, not minus, me, and the, the mathematical scenarios. Like, if I wasn't involved, wait, was I duped? Did I pick the wrong person? Mary, you're, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> you're a liar. You're a bad person. And no, Mary's, no, no, Joseph, this, it's, it's from the Holy Spirit. Right, because I've met how many people on the face of the planet that have the same story as that, right? Like this impossible scenario can possibly be possible. How is it that something that's impossible is possible? And yet something in Joseph's life that was kind of the deck kind of seemed to be stacked up against him was born of God. And so this curse is not actually unnatural. It's actually from God. And so what happens when 
God's doing something in your life and it actually is inconveniencing you. But it's his plan. And so there's this process where the scripture says he didn't want to disgrace her. He didn't want to put her out. He didn't publicly. But his plan was to leave her. And I can't say I blame him. I mean, it seemed like for all intents and purposes that she was unfaithful. And I feel like if you're trusting God and you find the right person and you're like, this is it, everything's going to work. And then all of a sudden it's not working, but yet somehow God's involved in it. And I imagine that the dream that he had looked quite different than the reality that he was living in. Some seasons don't look like the way that we thought God was going to make them. You may be in a season that's similar where your job doesn't look like what you thought it was going to look like. A relationship doesn't look like your financial situation, your health situation. It didn't look like this when I dreamed it up. I felt like God was with me. We were going to take on the world. And oh no, this is not right. I thought that me and this girl, maybe five, six years from now, we'd have some babies. It'd be perfect. This isn't right. It's not fair. God, I've been faithful. Does anyone else feel like you can identify with a scenario where you feel like, God, I've been faithful Where's the outcome that you promised me? Because you think about it, like it's great news for Mary, but ultimately Joseph, he's got to marry her and he's got to raise someone else's. This is a big, it's kind of an inconvenience to him. And this kid's going to be perfect. Can you imagine parenting a perfect kid when you're constantly realizing that you just got angry? You just got mad at God. (laughs) Like, how do you discipline God? You know, how do you raise, how do you parent, how do you teach God how to, man, and I don't know about you, but I find my kids parenting me all the time, telling, reminding me that, showing me that my, that I'm short-tempered or that I'm impatient or that I did, I missed the mark. Anyone else ever been in that situation? Yeah, that was Joseph's letter that he signed up for. And I, I ultimately, All of this happened to fulfill something that God wanted to do through his life. But he couldn't even really marry her until later. And all the benefits that come in that scenario. It was not what Joseph had planned, and yet it matched the situation that he's in. And some of you find yourself to be in a season today that doesn't match what God was going to do. Think about it another way. Think about it from Mary's perspective. Some of us are in a season today where you are not where you want it to be. Maybe it's in your career. Maybe you thought that by this time you would be further than you are spiritually. Or your your marriage would be stronger. Or you'd have more friends at this season in your life. That you'd be wealthier. You're just not where you want it to be. Well, Mary was about to have a baby. Uh, in this story I'm about to read to you, <clears throat> I think it's kind of funny. Let me read it to you real quick. This is in Luke chapter 2. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village in Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary to whom he was engaged, who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to, uh, for a baby to be born. 
And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them in the inn. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, just uh, yesterday, I got off the phone with uh, one of our good friends from the house. I'm going to show you our, our latest uh, member of our church. I'm so excited. This is Riley Brook right here. And uh, holding her, who's less important, is Doug. Doug, Doug helped us... Uh, Doug helped us start our church, and uh, I can remember all the way back to when we were in the clubhouse, and Doug was helping us load the drum set, and the speakers, and the chairs, and everything, and now he's got this little miracle. I was talking to Doug last night on the phone for, for a while, and, and Doug told me the story of, of, of little Riley's birth, and uh, you know, it's funny because uh, when you're planning to have a baby, there's a lot of details. You see it happening in a certain scenario, and uh, for Doug, everything that he thought was going to happen went completely the opposite way when the baby was born. So when you're about to have a baby nowadays, uh, we, most of us are control freaks in the world that we live in. We plan everything. We can, I love that now you can control everything that you buy. You don't even have to go to the store. You can buy it online and find out where it's at on your journey six stops away from your house. That's how controlling that we are. When you're having a baby, there's a lot of things that happen in life that are not in your control. And this is difficult for a society that loves to be in control. And uh, Mary and, and Joseph were about to have a baby, and they were about to find out that they're not in control of the way this is going to go down. When and Teresa and I were, had our first uh, son, you know, there's classes that they have at the hospital, and they coach you through the process. This is how you breathe. This is how you talk to one another. This is what, this is some of the emotions you're going to go through. And when, when, when it happens... Everything you thought you knew goes right out the window. It is a completely different. It's madness. You know, it's chaotic. And uh, I have goosebumps on steroids happening. I'm freaking, I'm crying. You know, and Teresa's like, pull it together, man. And I'm like, I'm trying. Like, it's hard. And uh, it's just not what we thought. Well, for Mary, it didn't, it didn't go as they had planned either. Uh, and I, I wonder if, if, if Mary uh, was super frustrated that Joseph didn't nail down the details as where the baby was going to be had. And they found out that God was going to be born and we didn't have a suite for him, right? We didn't have like the greatest nurses on duty because I don't know about you, but like I think of like when a baby is born, Prince Harry and like, like, like royal family, they're going to have the greatest nurses and doctors and people just on standby in case... The baby has horns or he's a unicorn or who knows what's going to happen. Like, but we got to have every, all of the X's and O's ready in case something crazy happens. There's no plan. I wonder what the conversation sounded like when Mary found out from Joseph that they weren't going to get in the hotel that night. We were going to go do, we have the baby in the stable out back, you know, like, wait, what? You know, like, what's, this is not acceptable. And I think there are some seasons in our life that it's not acceptable where I'm at in my life. I don't like where I am. I don't like the cards that I've been dealt. I don't like this season. I felt like I sowed. I should have received. If we're going to have Jesus in our life, the Lord knows we should have Jesus on swaddling pillows and clouds. We should be floating on clouds having babies, right? I mean, it's God coming to earth. Should be rainbows happening and like little fairy dusts and angels helping with this scenario. It was in a manger. It didn't happen the way, but in our lives, we think if God is on my team, why is everything not just working perfectly the way I thought? Why isn't things lining up with what, what is, and can it be? 
that the outcome that God is looking to do in your life requires a humble process. What if God doesn't need you to be triumphant and glorious and prospering in all of your ways? What if he actually is looking for a scenario that has been through some rough stuff, that's had to ask some hard questions? What if the people that you need to minister need to relate to the reality that Jesus wasn't born in a real palace? Jesus actually has to relate to people that are born on the streets. And what if the reason why you're going through what you're going through is to relate to the people that are also going through even a harder season? It doesn't make sense. I mean, if God is in my life, shouldn't we all just be millionaires? Why are we going through hardship? I mean, he's God and he loves me. He's a multi-trillionaire. Why doesn't he just give me all the money that I want? Give me the perfect people that just follow me and sing about me as I walk down the street, you know? I should never have to face a, a bad thought or a, just, just God's in my life. I don't know if you know about the same God, you know, <laughs> the one who was nailed to a tree. This Jesus had a humble beginning. He was born in a humble process. And some seasons we're in don't match the way we saw it. And I'm sorry that you saw it differently, but it's good for you to go through what you're going through, and it's good for me. The last scenario I want to tell you about as Rachel comes, um, we're going to end a little bit earlier today. I got some other things we want to do, but I want to, I want to remind you about the, the, the shepherds in the field. Some of you know the story. I mean, I probably don't need to read it to you. It's found in the next couple of verses in Luke, but the shepherds were in the field minding their own business. And all of a sudden, there's angels everywhere. I think there are some seasons in our life that happened unexpectedly. And here's what I know that happens in my life, any, in any relationship that I'm in. Every relationship that I have happens unexpectedly. They'll call you or they'll need something. And things don't go as you plan because you can't control the way relationships work. Especially with God. And so the, these shepherds, all their life, they're waiting for the Messiah to come and they're standing out in the field doing their job in the middle of the night and angels show up. Well, first of all, I think that that's just the coolest thing in the world. But the last part I want to talk to you about today is some of you that don't know the Lord. I don't know how it was when you met Jesus. Some of you may not have met him yet. For me, I, I met the Lord in a situation much like this. When I look back on my life, I can remember that um, I, God was always in my life. And he was always moving in my life. And he was always putting people in my life to minister to me. To this day, I still think of new people that happened when I was 12 or 8 that ministered to me in some weird way that I never knew about. And the whole time of my life, God was moving in my life. But when I met the Lord... It happened unexpectedly. I thought I was just going to church. For the shepherds, they had this glorious encounter with the reality of who Jesus was. You ever had that encounter? You ever had a moment where you realized that this little baby is your meaning for life? It's the reason why you're here. 
and it's what's going to give you purpose. This little guy, a healer. This little guy, a deliverer. This little guy, a conqueror. This little guy, a redeemer. A savior. I mean, it must have been so wild for them to go, man, this is him. And after saying all these things, it's the scriptures that Mary just looked at him and just pondered. Man, I don't know who Jesus is, and if, but I bet there's some people here that haven't made that decision to encounter God. But I think that there's a season that happens in all of our lives when we realize that he's the Lord.